in motion is Sewell. Goff to throw. Wants to throw it to Sewell. Oh, he caught it. Yes. Sewell on first down. Oh, yes. the big man dives down to the 31-yard line. Oh, that is beautiful. Welcome to the 20 in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft, and I am happy to welcome in Michael O'Hara. And Mike, we have to start right off the top with the breaking news this yeah. week. Um, Jeff Okuda, Lions uh, third overall pick in 2020, traded to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, in return, the Lions get uh, a fifth round draft pick in this year's draft. It improves their number of picks to nine. They came in with eight. Now they've got nine, two in the first, two in the second, a third, a fourth, two in the fifth, and two in the sixth, I believe is the total. And when you look at, 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 at kind of how this transpired, especially what they did in free agency, the, the writing was kind of on the on the wall for this, wasn't it, Mike? Yeah, I'm not going to say I wasn't surprised or, or not surprised because things happen, but I wondered about that because, look, they've got three guys who are also a couple that are going to be on one-year contracts, you know, and, and so where, where did he fit in, in the future of this, of this defense? It just... We're talking about Okuda. Just, just where did he fit? And I didn't quite see it. I really didn't. You know, and for Jeff, look, he gets a fresh start. Sure, you know, absolutely. I mean, obviously injuries were the big start, big story of of the start of his career. Had um, the core muscle injury that that allowed him to play in only nine games his rookie season. Then week one in twenty twenty one, he gets the Achilles injury, misses that entire. So he only plays ten games his first two seasons. And then last year, I thought, you know, won a starting job out of camp and, and really played the first ten weeks or so. Played like the number three overall pick and then kind of hit a wall late in the season which i don't i, I kind of the rookie expect, wall in your third year it was the rookie yeah. wall in your third year right yeah. and you could maybe make an argument for that um you know had some inconsistencies late in the season um you know lost some playing time was benched late in the year um then obviously didn't play week 18 i think it was the, the concussion that that held him out there but it just seemed like a fresh start might be a good thing for that young man. I heard one of the one of the personnel directors here years ago is that talking about a player and why they let him go. I don't remember all the details right now. And he just said, "No runs, no hits, no errors." Yeah. In other words, nobody left on base. It just just didn't make any plays. And I didn't think Jeff made made a lot of plays. He had the one interception early in the season. Chicago. Against they Chicago. helped him win that game. Yeah, it helped him. But I think he took it took it back to the house and. And and he was a tough guy. I thought he wasn't afraid to mix it up, but I just didn't see any. Didn't see plays, right? You know? Big time plays. And I thought there were maybe some plays against that that mm-hmm. showed up more. And, and when you're a cornerback that gives up more plays than you make, that's always you know, not that's not a recipe for success. You know, and I think it's been proven over time that this regime, you know, head coach Dan Campbell, when he doesn't see things going the way he wants them, he's, he'll, he'll make changes. Yeah, and you're either in or you're out. Now that doesn't mean there's not development for players. I'm not. It's not quite that cutthroat, but it, but it's sort of the way it is. And I just don't think that that, that Jeff fit here what they're trying to do. And you see some guys that obviously are fits. Cam Sutton, a guy that they went after, um, you know, immediately yeah. first day. Cam said that was the first call they made was was Brad Holmes and the Lions. Emmanuel Mosley, a guy I think was available because of a torn ACL suffered um, in October of last year. But look, this is a guy that started at cornerback for the San Francisco 49ers. And then you got C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He can play safety. He can play nickel. Led the league with six interceptions last year. And you add all those guys, plus you re-sign a a versatile guy, which I know Dan and and Brad love and and Will Harris, a guy that's 
pretty much played every spot in that secondary physical guy who who they really like who fits their brand of style it just and then jerry jacobs a guy yep. that that aaron glenn last year called what a bulldog yeah. one of his favorite players on the roster and so you start to go down that list and you're like wow you know where does, where does Jeff where does Jeff fit into that? So to be able to give that young man a, a fresh start in Atlanta, you also get some compensation for him. It, it it really didn't surprise me. I thought you made a good point at the top. It it wasn't surprising. No, it wasn't that surprising. But but you're also getting some value for him too now. More value in the in the draft pick you're getting than what you're getting out of him on the playing field. Well, and the salary cap relief and a the salary cap too, relief too. to guarantee yeah, sure. money that, that that goes with being the number three overall pick. So you 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 get some salary cap relief as well. What do you like about the the veteran guys that they signed cj gardner johnson mosley and sutton well just talking to them they seem like like our kind of guys you know they're kind of outgoing and, and i think and, i asked four questions of Sutton on this right. podcast <laughs> he likes to talk which i know we're both gonna love but... i just leaned back and watched i watched him talk <laughs> no, he was good and i like gardner johnson just so you look at his background and, and he, he looks like a guy who's ready to play ball yeah yeah he's ready to win and he's ready to play ball that secondary better in your opinion uh, yes, yes, no, no, no doubt. Yeah, and I think some of your guys are, are getting are getting grooved to this system now. Uh, Will Harris, I've probably been higher on Will Harris than most people. Mm-hmm. I, I just I like the I like the effort he plays with. I really do. He never takes a half speed step. That's one of the things I like about him. Jerry's the same way. Jerry Jacobs, yeah, he's. I, I I think last last year was a development year for him coming off a pretty serious injury. I think he'll be better this year than he was last year. But he's a kid who just seems to have a knack for football. Yeah, a passion for it at a knack to go with it. And there's a difference. There's a lot of guys may love to play, but they don't have the knack to play. I think he's got both. All right, let me ask you this question. Because of the additions that we just talked about, still cornerback in the draft, is that still in play? That's Six, what I was going to ask 18. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flipping it around. Well, here, let I'm me start turning, with it. I'm turning my notes over. Let me start with it, and I'll say I'm getting t- I'll say yes. I think absolutely. I and, and this is the reason why. Look, we talked about all the additions, but C.J. Gardner-Johnson, one-year deal. Emmanuel Mosley, one-year deal. Will Harris, one-year deal. Yeah. You don't have Jeff anymore. So really, all you have under contract after 2023 is um, Sutton and, yeah. and Jerry Jacobs. Yeah. And so I, I certainly think that that you know one of those top three guys at six, if that's how my board plays out at 18, I think certainly if, if they like a cornerback there. And then you've got three-day two picks. I think it's a deep class at cornerback. Um, so I think certainly that is definitely still in play. Round one. Round one. <laughs> That's my question for you. Round yeah. one. 18. 18. I think 18. Now, let's say here's the scenario. You know, two guys I really like, um, uh, Wilson, uh, the pass rusher, Will Anderson. Right. I don't know about Jalen Carter yet. I don't, I'm not sure he's a fit here. We'll, I, we'll just have to see. Obviously, those guys will have Put an him opinion. on the shelf. And That's tell. the important yeah. one. Those guys are gone. I think a guy like Devin Witherspoon or um, Christian Gonzalez is, is in play at six if one of my pass rushers are gone because I don't know how you view the draft, but this is just me. I always view it quarterbacks, pass rushers, and guys that protect the passer. That's your value at the top. And so I look to get that kind of guy first. A pass rusher would be ideal for me, but let's say my two top pass rushers are gone at six, then maybe I want to get the best player at that position and that's a cornerback, then that's where I would pull the trigger on that. But I think more likely at 18 or second day. What about Miles Murphy, though? I'd I'd add a third one in there. Not quite – Not. Not quite with the first two. Yeah, I just don't like the fact of getting maybe the third best player at a position at six. 
I, and I know it's a position of value. Well, the other side of that is everybody's trying to get the third and fourth best quarterback, but that's a, the quarterback is an entirely that's different, different. That's thing. an entire different guys topic. fight it out. I want to watch. Okay, <laughs> and it's glad that you're not in that conversation. Yeah. And so keep, I think best it. best scenario for the Lions is for those quarterbacks go in in the top five. Maybe Seattle sure. falls in love with Jalen Carter, or or that's a really good fit for him. And then Will Anderson Jr. Uh, it's the, the, it's, the it's, best yeah. pass rusher in the class. You can walk away two drafts in a row yeah. with 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 arguably the best pass rusher and be set on the edge for four or five seasons. I, I think that's the home run. I mean, if you're the Lions, you could sit there and let them let them draft five quarterbacks in front of you, and not even not even blink. Yeah, you know? 100. Yeah. All right, let's get into a little bit of uh, 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 other news. I haven't had you on a little bit. Marvin Jones Jr. wide receiver is back. I I I like Marv. I know you have a relationship with Marv. I know you're you're pretty close um, with Marv. He was here for five years. Um, what do you think of, of the addition? It's kind of an addition via subtraction chart. Sign somewhere else. You get Marvin Jones Jr. What do you think? Well, I think they lost a little bit with not having Chark because they yeah. had the deep threat. But the one thing about Marvin and when you get a little bit older, you might notice these, these things, but he looks the same as he did six years ago when he walked, or seven years ago. He'll look the same at 40. When he walked, well, he I, will. I never did. <laughs> I was starting to decompose in my teens. But, but, no, I mean, he is he, he's a ball player. He really is. Like, he's 6'1", 6'2", weighs, what, 190, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't think he's got a great vertical jump or anything like that, but he gets 50-50 balls that he's not supposed to get. Right. And he just it's just the way he plays. And, you know, Matthew Stafford really had a lot of faith in him to this degree one time. Stafford had thrown an interception down the middle. I asked him three or four days later in the locker room. I says, did, did the, uh, you didn't see the safety there? And he says, oh, I saw him. So I just want to give Marvin a chance to make a play. Yeah. That was the faith he had in him. And I think what that adds to this defense, too, is obviously you got Jamison Williams. Big expectations for him. Mm-hmm. That's your vertical threat, right? right? That's a guy that can fit into that Xbox, that X spot, that, that um, chart um, filled and, and give you some of that vertical threat. Obviously, we know what Amon Ross St. Brown is. I think one of the top 10 receivers. Mop up inside. Just takes care of yep. everything. And now you've got a guy in Marv that those intermediate, those deep routes, the 50-50 balls that you talked about, catching it in traffic, it just adds another guy. You, plus Khalif Raymond and and um, Josh Reynolds, who I, who I think are good players in their own rights. I think you've got now five guys that really give you a versatile skill set. You, you really have a complete wide receiver room. Well, one thing about you mentioned Khalif Raymond. I went back and looked at the stats when I thought, did I miss something? Did he really make catch 51 balls or something like that, whatever it was? You don't think of him as a, as a high no. volume but he is, he is. For, for the amount for the amount of plays, the amount of reps he gets. He is, and he he does it deep. He does it in, he does it any way you want it. And look at some of those catches too. Yeah, absolutely. The Jets, a key third down, third and fourteen. You know, some of those third and longs, tough catches over the middle. Plus, he's one of the best punt returners in the league as well. No, so you get value from him. You get a lot of value yeah. from him. And I think, you know, Josh Reynolds is another one of those guys, really good in the red zone, uh, has good hands. You don't see drops from him very often, um, lengthy body. But I, I really do like the addition of Marv. Not only that, but but he's a good guy. He's a good locker room yep. guy. He's a veteran. I think if I'm Jamison Williams, I attach myself to a guy like that who's been in this league for a long time, been doing it for a high level for a long time, and is consistent as heck. No, and you never have to put out a fire at, at, uh, at Marvin's locker. You no. Know, it's, it's, everything's cool. Everything is yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. So let's touch on a little bit Elsa Free Agency. What else jumped out at you? Anything, any other signing that, that you really liked that, that jumped out to you? Maybe a re-signing Graham that you Glasgow. loved? Graham Glasgow. 
Okay. It's not very. It's not very often a guy resigns out. He's been away for yeah. four years. Right. You know, you got four years to pick him apart. That's why we got rid of him. But well, actually, they didn't really get rid of him. He just got a better offer to sign with the Denver Broncos. I think the Detroit Lions' offensive line is. It's probably the deepest position the Detroit Lions have had, with maybe the exception of Barry Sanders by himself, of one position that's completely taken care of. Yeah. In all the years I've been covering the Detroit Lions, I don't think they've ever had one position that had maybe starting quality backups at three positions on the offensive line. Yeah. I think they've got eight starting players. Wow. Some of them are better than others. Yeah. But but the bottom three are starting caliber players. And that's going to make everyone better on that side of the ball. Goff, Absolutely. David Montgomery, I mean, Swift, the, the, everybody. The, the plays you can run, the things you don't have to, I, you can't, we can't handle. No, no, you can handle anything. It was funny, I had Ben Johnson on the podcast oh right after yeah. he um, you know, decided to come back after kind of flirting a little bit, taking some interviews with some head coaching chops, and he joked, he said, oh yeah, the offensive line's the reason why I'm coming back. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> and I don't blame him. I don't blame because him Because that's got to make you uh, sleep very good at night as an offensive coordinator, knowing that you've got those guys up front that can plow the way in the run game, that can protect your quarterback. Shoot, you can throw them the football on third down. You've shown that they yeah. can do that. Taylor Decker has two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it's just a versatile group. <laughs> what, four pro bowlers up there? Um, and and getting a guy like Graham, Big V's coming back. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. Um, one for me was uh, the commish, John Kaminsky. I think that's a very underrated re-signing. And Absolutely. I had the commish on the podcast as well after he re-signed. And um, great dude. But he's one of those guys, Mike, and you need a bunch of these guys that just does the dirty just stuff. Just play. Just play, right? He's the guy that plays the games and the stunts that allows Aiden Hutchinson to, to get the sack and do the Michael Jackson yep. dance and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> but when you go back and watch the film, it was John Kaminsky that took two guys or made the hustle play to make the tackle have to you know move over and step to him that allowed Aiden to get the sack. You need guys yeah. like that in your football team. John Kaminsky, I think, is is what was one of the key re-signings that maybe a lot of people didn't think of, but, but a lot of people are going to understand when the season gets rolling. Yeah, and there was one other signing that, that shows you the side of football that I didn't like it, but I understand it, and I think it's the right thing to do, was uh, signing uh, David Montgomery and not bringing back Jamal Williams. Yeah. But you got to do it. You've got a better player. Two well, years younger. Yeah. Gives you more out of the passing game, a right. little better pass protector. Now, look, Jamal added a lot in the locker room, was yep. heart and soul, and and this team's going to miss that. And, and New Orleans is, is going to love that about him. But I agree with you. It's 26 versus 28 years old yeah. um, for the same type of money. Gives you a little bit more, a little bit more sizzle, not as powerful, but maybe a little bit more electric, a little big slide. play. Yeah. 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 So I think they've improved this team a ton. And now you've got nine picks heading into this draft in a couple weeks, five in the top 81. Mike, this is a football team that could get pretty good. With all this, just don't get one in the seventh round. Let's let's go home after six. <laughs> I love it. He is the Hall of Famer, Mike O'Hara. We'll have another one for you uh, previewing the draft here in, in a week or two. So come back then.